Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Big news outside the water as we now know the details surrounding UC Santa Barbara's sanctions from last season, but there are plenty of questions left to be answered. Meanwhile, USC is almost done building its Trojan horse. Will it find its way back into the conversation of national title contender? UCLA holds off Cal, the GCC and WWPA might be wrapped up after this weekend, and Harvard remains undefeated out east. All of this and more on this episode number 25 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, here we are. Yep. Sorry if I speak with an accent during this episode. I just finished Peaky Blinders. <laughs> what an amazing season that was. Okay, yeah. It I'm, was really good. And I I'm love just, that show. I'm so happy that there's guaranteed going to be another season. Absolutely has to be. Made my day for sure. Yeah, if you're not watching that show, watch it. Bummer is only six episodes every season, but still a really good show. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I'm thinking about getting my hair cut like them. What do you think? I've kind of always kind of tried to do it, but like <laughs> I just don't have the cojones to go the yeah, full huh? bald and then leave it long up top. But yeah, or a big mustache. Yeah, well, I can't. Or just grow. walk around and smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey all day and pretend like yeah. you haven't been doing that all day and just go about your business. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody could actually handle that. No. Um, anyway, so we're not here to talk about Netflix. We're here to talk about some... Polo Aquatico. See, si. <laughs> uh, This is episode number 25 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Cross Pass, two words. Podcast, only one word. That's right, only one. Today is Wednesday, November 6th. We missed a little bit of time again here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the brunt of the blame for this one I, again because I went to another wedding out of state. Shouts out my guy Hunt uh-huh. and his beautiful wife Emily. Yes. Um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, then afterwards, last week, just our schedules, like I said on Twitter, didn't line up at all. Shameless plug, it was my birthday. I was just going to say, <laughs> you're a whole year older since the last time we did this. Uh, and I don't like it one bit. We won't say how old you are. No. <laughs> Please don't. Um, so yeah, and just things, we say it all the time, but just things get away from us sometimes. We don't get paid to do this. No, if Sorry. anybody would love to donate, hit me on the Venmo. Yeah. Great, hit either of us on the Venmo. Seriously. Um, but anyway, so yeah, here we are. Um, again, follow us on Twitter at CrosspassPod. I'm trying to do a little bit more stuff on there lately. And you can only find us on the Believe Podcast Network. That's spelled how, Bosco? B. L E A and then V is in Victor. That's correct. Uh, yeah, so we are the Believe Podcast Network, your number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in your city and more. We believe in our teams and the Cross Pass Podcast. Do you believe? <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's that. As always, um, well, actually. Before we get into the trivia, we'll just preview a little bit what we're doing here. Um, some big news. I'm kind of glad that we waited until today to record because some big news came out about UC Santa Barbara and um, kind of clearing up that mystery about uh, whatever was going on with them last year. Yeah. Uh, of course, the rankings came out today. And um, yeah, just going to talk about um, the MPSF games, some big stuff going on in the GCC as well as out east, kind of all that stuff. Um, but we're getting down to the wire here, huh? Finally winding down. Yeah. And uh, I feel like at this time of year, it kind of gives us more to talk about, which is always more fun because 
honestly, as much as I love doing this, I kind of feel like we're spinning our wheels sometimes. Yeah. And I know it's not the greatest for our, <laughs> either of us. Um, I guess I'm just going to jump up on a high horse here really quick. I'm going to get on a soapbox. <laughs> I... This is really hard because you look at people, we talked about this before we jumped on the air, like people who talk about, who are in the media, who talk about sports for every other sport, they get players and coaches and things happening, saying quotes, stuff that happens, everybody gets to watch the games, like we don't get any of that. We're all just talking about things that people read about. Nobody really gets to see anything and yeah, just I think it just makes it difficult. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you do it. I feel you. Because if anybody feels as like kind of stagnated about like what it is that we talk about every week or every other week, uh, we feel the exact same way. And so I just felt like kind of getting that off of my chest. Yeah, it's a tough sport to kind of really get. Uh, there's not a, a huge scandal every week <laughs> that we could fire up on or something crazy going down. So it's definitely a hard sport to cover. And there's a lot, even though we talked about it too before. There, it's a small sport, but also a big sport in this in the realm of that. There's nobody that covers everything. Yeah. Like imagine, I mean, we don't do. I'll be the first one. Don't do a greatest of job of covering like high school, you know, and no. we have to limit it to college. And even then, it's kind of only West Coast, really. But I mean, yeah. it's just hard. There's so much, and not a lot of people doing it. So exactly. But also, yeah, we had a lot of people for a while hitting us up with scores and stuff like that from the East Coast. So if mm-hmm. there's anything. From Chicago, <laughs> Texas, shouts out to the yeah. Texas podcast. Oh, they yeah. gave us some love, and yeah, they got a, I mean, they have some big things coming down there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's all join together and try to lift this sport up together, huh? All right. So, um, on to the trivia. Trivia, 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 trivia. That's right. Four times. Um, so... The question from, not last week, from a couple weeks ago, Sorry. was um, which current Division One teams used to be in the Skyac? I believe I said Arizona, and or not Arizona, uh, Air Force in Hawaii. Yes, you did. And uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, I don't know that, uh, anybody else, so that's what I'm going with. All right, the answers. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned that there was one that was just a women's team, San Diego State. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you go on the Skyhack website, you can find all this information. It's like a whole timeline of when teams came and went yeah. throughout its history. And uh, yeah, they were called like the San Diego State like college like teacher school. It was like under a different name, but it's like... What when is, was that? A long time ago. Uh, okay. I didn't write down the dates, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so them, uh, you also had UC Santa Barbara. Oh, wow. At one time. I think that was like back in the 50s or something. Okay. And then uh, UCLA. Oh, wow. Yeah. Skyhack is the people's conference. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> We're producing blood. We're producing good teams out. The Skyhack right. is the minor league system <laughs> yeah. of the NCAAs. All right. I, okay, so I got it here. Uh, UCLA joined in 1920. Left, oh, my God. Left in 1927. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> uh, Laverne College yeah. and San Diego State Teachers College joined in 1926. Um, San Diego State left in 1939. UC Santa Barbara joined, then known as Santa Barbara State Teachers College, in 1931. They left in 1938 along with Laverne, and then Laverne rejoined in 71. What's, uh, where did Laverne go? I have no idea. Huh. What is a teacher's college? Where you go to become a teacher? You know? (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's probably that. Huh. There was Uh, a lot of those going on back then. Think about how many people were around and they all needed teachers, right? 
I guess so. Yeah. Baby boomers. And those little schoolhouses. Okay, boomer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and there it is. Snuck it in. Couldn't go more than <laughs> eight minutes without dropping an okay, boomer. Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> um, but anyways, so yeah, that was the trivia from before. Now this week, um, who won the Olympic gold medal in 1992? Can you guess why I picked 1992? Because it's our birth year. <laughs> Um, man, so I, this is going to sound terrible for me, but I'm going to say it was, uh, I'm just going to go with Serbia slash Montenegro. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they were still Serbia Montenegro at the time. I think Croatia had already split and I definitely know it wasn't Yugo. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right. Well, we'll find out next time we record. All right. So here we go. Um, the whole UC Santa Barbara violation news Finally came out today. Um, there was a good article that I came across on Twitter kind of explaining all of it. Um, it sounds like there were funds being used to help uh, pay for certain players' housing. Um, sounds like some like like illegal contact made with recruits and all this kind of stuff. Um, obviously, none of which is appropriate. Um, it was classified as a level two violation by the NCAA, level one being... Um, the highest, so... Ah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, kind of pretty serious. Um, it also... There were sanctions also for Santa Barbara's cross-country team. Yeah, but we so, don't care about that. Yeah, no. Um, but basically the big takeaways from this are... Um, yeah, it sounds like there's going to be some vacated wins. Vacated wins, loss of scholarships, scholarship money overall. Uh, recruiting yeah. is going to be super hard for them. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like I, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and um, the I think the recruiting part is gnarly. Like they can only have um, people come on campus to be recruited. I'm pretty sure now. Like mm-hmm. they can't do any off campus recruiting, so they can't go watch games. They can't do anything yeah. like that. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. But I feel like it's it's kind of crazier for like. Um, a a smaller school if that makes sense like if Laverne you know what I mean yeah. had this thing it would be like oh my god dude like what are we gonna do because nobody's emailing Laverne or yeah. you know people like I mean shouts out though but <laughs> you know either way and I'm not hating on the Leos but you get what I'm saying yeah. like they, everybody would probably go like they still know Santa Barbara and w- would want to yeah, go there at that level you gotta go looking for people whereas at the Gauchos level people come looking for you yeah that's what I, that's yeah. exactly it um, so yeah if you go on Twitter at CrossPassPod um, you'll find that we retweeted it it's from Swimming World Magazine and they just kind of list at the bottom of the whole thing just like a laundry list of the sanctions it uh, looks like a decent amount of it was self-imposed last year for example the reason why they didn't play in the GCC tournament mm-hmm. at the end of the year and um, a lot of people, I'm gonna say, when I say people, I mean people like us didn't know what was going on. I'm sure people inside the coaching world all knew what was going on, but, yep. you know, they're all good about getting each other's back. Um, but anyways, yeah, so um, there's this thing called a show cause order. I thought this was a really interesting part. Yeah. Um, so there's a one-year show cause order, it's called, for the assistant coach, and a two-year show cause order for the head coach. Um it says, during that period, he must be suspended for 30% of the season's contests. Yep. That's huge. Yeah. That is absolutely huge in a water polo season because the team will play, what, like 24 to 30 games? Well, I was going to say, yeah, say there's 30 games in a year and you, yeah. Yeah, that's massive. I mean, hopefully they would just kind of 
take care of that in the beginning when they're playing the Division Three teams and winning twenty five to three. Yeah, exactly. But still, it, the, I mean, the case remains. And then, obviously, on top of that, so yeah, games will be vacated. Um, what's going to happen with the coaches? Well, I was like, from what I've heard is that this is, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's a new AD and a new president there. Okay. And I believe, and again, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Wolf is like one of the only coaches that was, that is still on campus that was a coach hired by the previous, you know, people. And so... Might not be good. Yeah. Well, I mean... Crazy year to think about for Santa Barbara, like just coming out with these huge victories and stuff yeah. and then this to kind of just – because still, you know, your job as a coach is to be professional and to do mm-hmm. – lead your program in the right direction. Not obviously, So he's not doing that. That's not what happened. That's not the case. Yeah. So you kind of – like if Yovan gets fired, obviously his is on a way another scale. Yeah. But this is still not good. Yeah. You know, I think something has to happen. Yeah, as unfortunate as it is, and I think that's kind of like the interesting part about our sport too, like we keep on saying it's so small, everybody kind of knows everybody type of deal, like you don't want to like you don't want to see things like this happen to somebody, but I mean, there has to be accountability somewhere, so yeah. I think it's safe to say that nobody would be surprised if um if Wolf and then Ryan McMillan end up getting let go. Yeah, and it's it's funny that you know that they get caught because I mean, I I think something to this nature goes on everywhere. I mean, you you think about a bigger picture like football and basketball, like the whole Adidas scandal and yeah. things like that. And so it's going, I mean, you hear it all the time with NCAA football and basketball, like playing, paying players and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. obviously water polo is not a money making sport as opposed to these people. So I think there are differences in little subtle things that schools are doing, you know, that yeah. because you kind of have to, to get a, to get an edge, you know, with these yeah. other big ass schools. Like, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, uh, it's just being a small sport like you kind of have to think and i'm not saying i have no evidence of this yeah like i'm not accusing anybody of anything but it's like you wouldn't be surprised if a lot of other programs were doing this no absolutely. right yeah. as cynical as that sounds yeah. like you know i don't want to believe that it does but like i said you just wouldn't be surprised if it did so one of the one of the things that i thought was really really interesting is about how they talk about there being players on the team that were club coaches for the club yeah that shit happens all the time yeah absolutely like i could go we could look at any i'm pretty sure we could look at any club water polo team and there is at least one player or one coach on that team that is a current NCAA player. Well, we both did it. Well, yeah, exactly. No, that's <laughs> yeah. but but we weren't but they weren't my boss or they weren't my yeah. coach at Laverne, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. But so that but that's the part I don't get. I'm like kind of confused by that. Like that happened. I mean, if they really wanted to slap it down, they could literally go up and down every club list well, and be like, "Oh, that guy is you know, UCI or UCI girl, and they're at SoCal, well, you know? I, th- I think, like, what has gotten them in trouble, because it says here in the article, like, the it was athletes di- at Santa Barbara, like, the money went from the club and was paid directly to the landlord. Yeah. Like, thus creating, like, that level of relationship. Yeah. Whereas, like, if the club pays me a check and then I can buy whatever I want with it, like, but part what, of what I'm going to use the money for is my rent, like... No, but what I'm saying... No, I get that part, but what I'm saying is, like, what if I was, like, a co... Like, I'm a coach, I'm like, 
hey, Daniel, like, uh, if you come here, you're going to have a job too. Oh, like, I'll get you. And well, that's money in your... That's what I'm saying. It's another way to get... It's like another way of paying to get somebody there. Like, hey, man, like, if you come here, just to let you know, we need some splash ball coaches, a goalie coach. You'll have, you know, a couple well, 500 yeah, bucks. If you're using the coaching thing as, like... That's what I'm like saying. As, like, a means of recruiting and, yeah. like, convince people. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Story. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I okay. thought that was the strangest part to me because I'm... Yeah. Literally, we know so many people and everything is like that. So I think that's, I think in my opinion, that's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just like the buck is dropping now, you know, on, uh, or the hammer is dropping on all these, <laughs> on all these um, programs. Okay. But now while we're on the subject, because obviously USC is in the middle of hiring a new athletic director. Yeah. kind of have a guy, but he, they, he kind of doesn't want to take the job because he wants to hire Urban Meyer. Yeah. My point is, is that the president... Of the USC now, her name's Carol something, Carol Faust or something, something like that. Um, like it sounds like she is like being like not very controlling, but she's like gotten rid of a lot of like trustees and like people who just kind of like they're like USC people, you know, like the whole USC people thing yeah, is kind of what. Yeah, that's like kind of what started all of the whole scandals that's been going on with the whole university, like yeah. within athletics and and outside, and then this new athletic director. This is going to come maybe, and he's from the University of Cincinnati, Mark something. I forgot his last name too. Yeah. Um, but it's my point is is that I don't know if like that bodes well for Casey and Pinta at USC. Well, did that, well so that what I was going to bring up, was it was it Swan that hired them or was it the president that hired them? Or? Well, they were, I think they were just left on on an interim basis. Lynn Swan was still the USC athletic director when they were given the interim. Yeah. So... I, maybe they just didn't. But they're have not. Enough, they're maybe not. They didn't have enough time to hire somebody. They only had a summer to do it. I mean, it was, yeah. I think it's plenty enough time, but maybe they didn't think so. Yeah. Or maybe because the right candidate still isn't out there, they're like waiting for something else to come up. Yeah, maybe they know something. Yeah, Who I don't knows? know. But I'm just saying, like the way that things have been going at that school in the land of Troy, like I don't know. I don't know. Well, so I think it's kind of gnarly. So I mean, to go back onto Santa Barbara. So say Wolf does get let go. Who takes his spot? Because Wolf has been there for so long now and, like, yeah. has kind of created this, you know, the whole, you know, Cap 7 thing and, like, everything with that and, you know, doing his video. Like, all this, like, it's all become, like, he's been, like, the dude from Santa Barbara, you know, like, straight yeah. off the Olympics. He goes there and, like, everybody kind of buys into him because he yeah. was, like, this crazy-ass goal scorer and all this kind of stuff. And now that he's gone, like, what, like, who, like, who would be a good fit there? Well, I guess you'd have to like think about like the top assistants that are out there. I mean, Casey and Pinta, they could obviously easily apply and probably get a good shout at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's his face? Um, Ormsby. Yeah. Maybe Brett Ormsby could. Be I got one. a guy that I think would do a great <laughs> job. <laughs> Ross Sinclair. Let's Ross, go. are you listening? Yeah, it's you, man. <laughs> I know your boys. <laughs> yeah, we know you like it up there in Santa Barbara. Yeah. So, um, no. All jokes aside, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody from like Division Three is doing super well. James Graham, maybe does he want to leave what he's got going on to move back down south? Like, nah, change, I, change of pace. Yeah, I guess. I also think I, because what if? Hold on, what if? Like, because this is obviously a big year for Pacific, and then say that they don't win the national title or anything. Like, could this just be like, all right, like. This was like the best I could construct here. And then he d decides to move on to a different program with different resources and things. I mean, 
Maybe. This is, all, this is all hypothetical, clearly, but this yeah. is how other coaches behave in other sports, too, you know? Sometimes. Yeah, but it's kind of like what we talked about, how, like, once you get in somewhere, you don't really leave. I don't think I've ever – has there ever been – I mean, I totally could be wrong, which is why I'm asking. Has there been a head coach that's left, like, a, a significant program to go to another program? Like, you know what I mean? To go from a – like, to go from a Pacific head coach to a Santa Barbara head coach or, you know, vice versa. Not that I know of. That, I mean, I know that there's, like – I'm pretty sure there's been like big time people who've coached at multiple of the big universities, yeah. but maybe not leapfrogging from one to yeah. the next. Like I want to say Rich Corso, who was the Cal women's coach. I want to say he coached at, like UCLA or something. I can be completely wrong. Yeah. But um, and then like Yovan coached UCLA once upon a time. Yeah, but, way like back when. yeah. It um, would just be just like head coach. Like we look at professional sports or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? How they go from this team to that team. But I feel like it's just like assistants and then from there on out. Like, cause it would be crazy. You know what I mean? Like if Adam Wright was just like, you know what? Screw I'm it. going to Santa Barbara <laughs> or something, you know, like that'd be so crazy. I'm going to drop a couple more names here. Okay. Jack Coker. Okay. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. I feel like both of the, I I feel like Jack is the natural next step for a rod. Yeah. Going from D three up. I mean, he's been with the national team, obviously. And then Jack, like he's helped at SEs, helped at pep. Yeah, he I w- feel like by now he could have been a head coach or something, you know. But with what opportunity? Well, I think with, I think there, there has been any openings. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, there's uh, Meryl Moses. Yeah, Moses would be that's a that's an interesting one. Um, but what about? I feel like no, not that there has been openings, but if Jack w- wanted to, he could have gone to. You know, and be like, hey, like, I'm interested in this position and, like, they maybe could have got rid of him or something like that. But I feel like with him, it's different. But, like, with A-Rod, I think he makes the most sense to be, like, a next head coach. I think we were talking about him at SC possibly. And, I mean, obviously, we don't know if it would have been a good fit, but it kind of seems like it's kind of going down that line. But I think we both – I mean, he has, like, you know, two kids now or something, right? Or going to have a second kid. Yeah, he has two kids right now. Yeah. Um, Like, he's obviously been at Pomona for a super long time, like, has all of his roots there. He's not yeah. really involved with Foothill Club anymore, Yeah. like, as far as I can tell. I mean, I I know him really well, but I don't talk to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it would have to be the perfect, like, offer, Yeah. you know? But it would be the natural next step. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he could probably easily, just as easily retire at Pomona if he wanted, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um Anyways, yeah. Do you have anything else on this? No, that's it. I'm just really interested to see what kind of happens after, and if they do get let go or anything like that. But yeah, and how swiftly? I mean, the season's only going to end within the next three weeks for you know, like ninety five percent of the program. So yeah, we'll see what happens. The guillotine could fall sooner rather than later. Um, all right. So into the water polo, uh, the new rankings came out. We had a swap at number one and two. Uh, UCLA is now tops. Um, Stanford's down to number two now. Pacific three, SC four, Santa Barbara five, Pepperdine six, Cal seven, Long Beach eight, Harvard at nine, UC San Diego at ten, and UC Davis at eleven. Mm-hmm. Now USC cracking the top five again. Yep. They probably haven't been in there since like the first or second week of the season. Yep. And, and uh, uh, I told you I was selling, bro. They still got time, bro. <laughs> they still right. took down the number one team. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Um, and then also, this is the first time in like three weeks that the big four has had three in the top five. Yeah. Everything's, like I said, though, just kind of playing out. I think this will end up being the final unless we'll see how the MPSF invite goes. But like 
or NPSF tournament, but I think no matter what, it'll be those four in the yeah. top four. Oh yeah, you know for sure. And then there's kind of like four teams in here fighting for fifth between yeah. Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, Cal, and Long Beach. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Long Beach got moved down that game with Cal, and yeah, but yeah. All right, so um, first things first, the Trojans. Yeah. Got to open up with them. They got the big dub over Stanford um, down there in Los Angeles by a score of 9-8. to eight. And mm. SC was in control like the whole time. They were up 8-5 to five after the third, so the Cardinal made it close there at the end. Um, obviously powered by dub club by the saves. Yeah. Goalie Nick Porter. He had some nasty saves, saves on the Twitter sphere, just seeing some of the highlights, just like close range, just roofs. Dang, oh, really? Dude. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I didn't really get to look. That's a huge, yeah, that's a huge game out of your goalie, 20 saves, like, and then to win 9-8. It's like, man. Yeah. Maybe it's coming full circle for him because he got pulled in that game against Santa Barbara yeah. when I was there watching, and then he was kind of splitting there with the Greek dude, Vios, mm-hmm. a little bit, so, you know, kind of taking back over. Um, Hannes Dobe, zero shots, according to the Fosh. Yeah. Four assists, um, and then Maren Dosic with a hat trick to lead the Trojans. Um I think they also just kind of have, like, a certain swag about them when they play at home. I yeah. think they're, like, a team that has, like, very much of, like, a home pool. I was going like to say, five. I think every time, like, I've gone there or even but when we've gone there to watch games, it's pretty rowdy, like, the student section. And yeah, the red shirts. The red, the band and everything like yeah. that. I think they do a great job. I, I mean, we've been to other home games, but I always feel like SC is always, like, pretty dope. Like, yeah. Like, they're, yeah, I think they do a good job, the student section. The only problem is that they only have, like, five or six home games a year, yeah, so they don't exactly. get to really flex that swag too often. Yeah, for sure. Begin with. So that's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crappy. And for as good of a pool as whatever, I'm just going to stop myself. <laughs> um, and then for the Cardinal leading the way was Tyler Abramson, the lefty, uh, four for 11, Halleck one for five, and AJ Rossman, oh for seven. So one, so Halleck had one goal. I have no idea what it was, but if I was a betting man, <laughs> I would bet all my chips that it was a dry pass. Okay. The dude fucking only scores dry pass goals, dude. Yeah. It's so like every highlight I see is like either him on the three posts, you know, getting the ball two posts, or like stepping out dry in two meters, getting the ball, or redirects or everything. Like I rarely, rarely see him taking the ball and scoring when like on a wet pass. Like yeah. it'll be a kick out, like he'll grab, turn, and kick out. But I'm pretty damn sure like eighty five, eighty high range, eighty percent of his goals at least are dry passes. Oh yeah, it's so wild. Yeah, just, just if I had to make a different bet, I would say it was like a redirect on six on five. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, on this for this goal. Yeah, exactly. On six on five. Yeah. I'm assuming you're talking about half court, obviously. I'm talking about anything. Okay. Like, I'm saying it was a dry, something dry, like nothing yeah. wet. Like, it's super weird that, or not weird. I also think he does a good job. I watched some of the goals and like body positioning is like taking advantage of the rule, you know, like you can be locked up now to receive the pass. Yeah. And, like, I, I just see, like, he's always, like, now moving and shifting his body and always knowing where the ball is. Yeah. And his teammates obviously knowing that, shit, just throw it up to him and he's going to get it sort of thing. Well, like, teams have been dropping on him for so long that, like, now they're just really good at, like, they can force the ball into him and, like, he's going to get a shot off literally like, yeah. within one second or he's going to, like, wheel the guy yeah. and draw a kick out or a five meter. Like, there's so many, like, where you see, like, where he turns and then just, like, lobs it. Or just like really like quick like flicking moves like they're not even like what you would call like legit shots. It's not like a layout. Yeah. Record like you know. Uh-huh. Um. Then I'm of course like backhands are easy to get off in a second. But um, I think it just goes to show like how like good he is and he's like a national team level player because I watch a lot of water polo like on YouTube and stuff like foreign stuff, Champions League, international, all that, and like big stuff now is dry passes and like two meter players like. 
like not really like pushing off, but like stepping away from yeah from the defender, like maybe pushing a little bit. Um, and it's like a lot of just like receiving the ball, like after they've like made a move and they're away from the defender. Is my point? Like they're not like like everybody gets taught, you know, like treading, you know, your your shoulders into their chest and like stepping out over your hips. Like they've already made a move. Now they're just getting the ball and shooting it right away. Yeah, and I think that's got to be like a big attribute that sets him apart from any other senior player probably in the country. Like I don't like I haven't really seen Slam Sabodian do that, for mm-hmm. example, for SC. Just one of the only other centers I've seen. Um, so, yeah, that's about that. And then just one other note, dude. USC's suits are super dope. I keep on forgetting to mention this, but when I saw them at Laverne, dude, they're just pretty swag. Yeah, they just got like th- these like thin little like pinstripe lines. They're, <laughs> like they're, uh, they're like white, and then like they're cardinal gold or whatever they call it or red. And um, so yeah, I just thought they were cool. I had to say it because <laughs> they normally just wear black. Yeah, you know that's why it's different this year. Mm-hmm. Um, now moving on to the other side of the Big Four, uh, UCLA beat Cal ten to nine. Um, Cal was controlling the whole entire game. I know. They were, I mean, once they went up three to two, they never gave up the lead. They were up nine to six. And then, yeah, the Bruins locked in a four zero fourth quarter to get the dub. Yeah. Cal just coming back, trying to get these wins and just couldn't. But yeah, that was huge. It was a big win for UCLA. I also think it's like a good, like, a, it's like good for them going into the tournament too. Like, okay, some adversity a little bit here to a team you can't lose to. Yeah, they kind of proved themselves that they can like make a late comeback. Yeah, if they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Weinberg did not have ten saves. It's kind of a rarity, actually. And then Warren Loth, Loth, uh, Jordan Hoover, and Joe Molina had two each for the Golden Bears. Meanwhile, for the Bruins, twelve saves for Alex Wolf and two each for Felix Brozina Villam, Ashmolton, and Chase Travisano. Shouts out the IE. IE. Um, also, the next day, Cal went over to Long Beach and won eleven ten in OT. So. Um, Kind of trying to pad their resume while also kind of hurting Long Beach's a little bit. I was going to say Long Beach beat Cal earlier, right? Earlier in the year, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a revenge game. Exactly. Um, dude, yeah, Long Beach, they, uh, they're they 14-11 and 11 on the season. Mm-hmm. And they're still what now? They're number 8? They yeah. were number 6 last week. Yeah. So I think it's kind of gnarly that they rank so high and they have like that many losses you know or such a close to 500 record many of the other teams up there that high are not that close to 500 yeah i think they just have so many good quality wins though and put them above and the teams that are below them they've been able to handle so it's like okay you can't really rate them below yeah you know even though their record and the and there's losses like look 11 10 to cal and who'd they play really close they played, they uh, played stanford to one yeah in the year. exactly so i mean they're obviously there they have the talent and stuff yeah so yeah and then the strength of schedule has to go into it, too, because of Harvard. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two MPSF games for the weekend. Um, but this weekend, though, rivalry weekend. Yep. Coming at you, the big splash up in NorCal, um, playing for the Steve Heaston Trophy. Um, and then the Crosstown Showdown, as they call it down here. Can we, can we get a better name, by the way? Crosstown Showdown. <laughs> Cross fast. <laughs> oh, man. So anyways, um, one big note about this one, um, people set your alarms early for Saturday morning if you have the Pac-12 network or if you're going to watch a live stream if there is one, because both of these games start at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. So yeah, if you're planning on going to the game too, don't stay out too late on Friday night Okay, because wh- it starts at 10, the, <laughs> one, some of the biggest games of the year are starting what would, at 10.30 Where would you the have them start at, 1? 
Yeah, pick any other sometime in the afternoon at nighttime under the lights. Why does it have to be at 10.30 in the morning? You don't want to know why? Probably because of this stupid TV deal. Yeah. Probably because of the Pac-12. But I still think it's really dumb. Either the TV deal or I guess, uh, I don't know about having it at night on a Saturday. You don't think like too many people would be out doing other stuff? Yeah, I think it'd be hard to do you get. Know what, do you know what would keep people from <laughs> yeah, going Well, it's not going to be. they sold some alcohol. They're still going to do it either way, but I don't know. I think a 10.30 a.m. game, it's not, it's not, I guess, the best. I mean, as a player, I probably wouldn't like 10.30. I'm like. No way. You're, I mean, you got to get up and you're like, oh, it's kind of really got to hit MacDo's real quick. Dude, yeah. <laughs> no, when we were in school, Skyx Saturdays are at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Like, see, 11. Yeah. It's like, you're in the pool like at like 10 or just after 10, which yeah. means that I always needed to take a shower. So I'm waking up at like 830. I'm yeah. showering. Got to go get food. Like fully wake up. Yeah. So, dude, yeah. 1030 in the morning. Like what a hassle if I'm a player mm-hmm. for real. Um, so anyway, so last year... Um, this game, the Crosstown Showdown, was at USC, which USC won 12-11. And then last year's big splash was at Cal, which Stanford won 12-11 in overtime. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then I kind of – it made me think, like, were there more TV games last year? Because the couple two were on TV last weekend. But, like, that's it. And, yeah, there were more last year. USC was on TV four times last year, and UCLA was on their three. Yeah, I for sure remember watching on TV, like, at least setting the recording or watching it live either way, but yeah. a lot. Like, I think that's kind of how we got into it because we were watching it, you yeah, know. Yeah, we're like, huh, nobody talks about yeah, this, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um. So, yeah, hopefully they can figure that out. And then, so going back to kind of when I was on my soapbox earlier, um. Yeah, hopefully people can watch these games, then, like, we can actually have something to talk about. You know, like, oh, Google this, nice save that. Yeah. Crazy time out here. Um, and then, yeah, and obviously when the NCAA tournament comes around, everybody will be able to watch on uh, the computer. And so I think we're going to pretend like everybody watched on the computer. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to watch. And so anyways. Now, last thing about the MPSF. Um, who's going to be feeling the best going into these final two weekends? Because... I think it's crazy that coming off of last weekend, Stanford would be a, like the only team not riding high on confidence. Because if you're Cal, you're feeling good. Like, yeah, took care of business against Long Beach, pushed UCLA. USC is obviously riding high now. They're kind of right in the ship there. Well, I obviously think it's going to depend on this weekend. Like, if Cal gets blown out by like five, four or five goals, like not feeling the greatest. I think if UCLA wins this, like they're absolutely like, oh, we, we're – and the number one team for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're going to be going in like, okay, we've just taken them down. Like, we've kind of like hit our stride. Super side note, but like, I thought it, like, for the first time, I think in a long time on the Fosh, like, it didn't have the Vaviches on the roster. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of gnarly. I'm like, damn, like, they're just not. It's the world we're living in. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of gnarly. But yeah, no, I think if UCLA wins this. Even if UCLA, or I'm sorry, if USC wins this, like they're definitely feeling good. Even if U- UCLA wins, it's kind of like, oh man, like yeah. we just split, you know, basically. And now we were probably going to see them again either way. So I wish I had more insight into like how like this all factors in for the NCAA tournament committee. That's like all I can think about because like, so obviously whoever wins the MPSF tournament will get that seed. But then it's like, how much do they take into account? That tournament versus like these games happening these next last weekend and this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I like knew what they really thought about because it would just give us a much greater understanding. Yeah. 
So anyways, back to the best conference in the nation, the Golden Coast Conference. Um, Pacific beat Long Beach, and then they dismantled the Pepperdine yeah, Waves 15-8. to eight. Yep. Not even close, man. What a letdown. However... Yeah. They got a... Pacific has a pretty good uh, schedule this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, they get UCI, and uh, that'll probably lock them up for the top spot heading into the tournament. And I think, I mean, I think it should yeah. be okay. Yeah, that's it. Wrap that one up. Yeah, and then there's Pepperdine versus Long Beach this weekend. I think this is going to be a legit game. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Long Beach is 14-11, like you talked about. Um, and Pep has beaten San Jose, who is also a sneaky good team. Yeah, on their day, they can do a little something. Yeah, but I do around. think that this game will be like, even, I think that this game, Pepperdine-Long Beach, will be a really good game in general because I think both teams are pretty even. Oh, yeah. Like, I could see, like, if either one were to win, it wouldn't surprise me. I think, obviously, you're probably picking Pepperdine to win this game. But, like, if Long Beach were to come out and take it, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, I think they could do it. Yeah, Pepperdine's 20-7 and seven on the year. Um, and the game is in uh, Malibu. They're 4-1 and one at home this year. The boo! Yep, <laughs> the boo. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, definitely going to be a good game. Too bad we can't go because we got to... <laughs> Friendsgiving to go to. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, and then, yeah, Pepperdine. So this is how the standings are. Uh, Pacific is 3-0 and in the conference. UCSB and Pepperdine are both 2-1. and Long Beach is 1-2. and San Jose is 1-2. And, and Irvine's 0-3. Um, now, I kind of have the like remaining schedules out here for um, the top four teams. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Pacific has gotten through the hard part. They have Irvine and San Jose left. That's mm-hmm. why I, you know, like kind of lock it up for them, and then I think it's going to be pretty big, like um the like whoever is going to fight for the third and fourth spot. Yeah, because like you don't want to cross over with Pacific in the semifinal. I think you know, mm-hmm. so you're definitely kind of want to finish in uh, in third. And so Pepperdine hosts Long Beach and Santa Barbara. Pepperdine has the hardest road far, to getting yeah. second or third. Santa Barbara has um they're at San Jose and at Pep. I still think that San Jose team, man. I think that they might surprise one of. Them. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit here and say that they'll beat Pacific. Yeah, no, I don't. But, think so. but maybe Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Long Beach. Um, they're at Pep and at UCI. Mm-hmm. So if they go one and one, they'll end up two and three. Pepperdine could just as easily go and finish two and three. So it'll come down to that head to head. And uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm pretty excited about it. And then uh, finally, Santa Barbara beat Irvine 15-10 to 10 last weekend. Um, but the Gauchos, two weekends ago, they uh, beat Cal 13-10 to 10 in overtime. They did. They got their one win against the Big Four. They did. Kept you away from that prediction I, by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. I know. I, was, I know. I was looking at the tweets. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Let me be right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, a six-pack by Nathan Puentes. Hey, Nathan Puentes, you up there in Isla Vista. Crack yourself a six-pack, boy. If you're over the age of 21. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. <laughs> um, all right, so quick on the WWPA. Um, the regular season title is probably going to come down this Saturday at noon. You see San Diego hosts UC Davis. They're both undefeated heading into it. Um, but Davis has one more game after that mm. that they're going to have to win. Um, really quick in the NWPC, Brown picked up two big wins. Shouts out Jenny. Uh, they beat <laughs> Princeton 10-8 and St. Francis 11-10. Terriers. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that moves Brown up into a tie for second place with Princeton and St. Francis uh, with 10 points each. I think the, the, the points thing is kind of interesting mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, 
But then Harvard, man, undefeated, still on top. They're 25-0 and 0 what, on the season. Remember when you asked me, you're like, do you think a team will go undefeated? And they might just do it. Yep. Um, yeah, but they're only number nine in the rankings. Yeah, well, obviously. strength of schedule comes into play there. Yeah, only, only ten of those wins are against nationally ranked teams, and a lot of them are like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. But a lot of them are in like the third, like low, like low, mid to lower teens to like 20s range. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's not that great. I know. But still, I mean, I guess at least they're in the top 10. I wonder if they've ever been in the top 10 before. I, think I wish so. somebody would tell us this. Yeah. But, um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, they have to beat Brown this weekend, which will be, for those of you who dropped that five or a month on it, uh, ESPN Plus. Okay. At 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then they also have to beat MIT. And that'll be the end of their regular season. So, we'll see what the Crimson can do. Yeah. Um, now the D3 national championship. Okay. It's got its first two qualifiers. All right. Do you know who they are? Uh, Johns Hopkins and MIT. That's right. (laughs) Do you know how they did it? Well, yeah, they qualified by being in CWPA D3 Eastern championship game on October 27th. Johnny Hopkins won 16 to 12. (laughs) That's correct, Bosco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, Johnny Hopkins. And uh, at MIT, so dude, this completely went over my head because they're in the NWPC, but now there's the CWPA D3 Eastern Championship. Like, I've always it's yeah. so hard to keep track. No, of that's the what East I'm Coast. saying. Like, I feel like I've always been really confused on what's going on over there. It's like their own little world. Like, yeah, and, and they <laughs> shuffled around. They're, yeah, I don't, I don't get some of the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like some of these conferences, you're like, oh, they're in this, and now they're in this, and then they're in D3, and it's just like too much. Then, like you play in this tournament, which goes to that tournament. Yeah. Exactly. So, what? So then, those are two qualifiers. Yeah. And the, so, other, the other two qualifiers are going to be um, the two teams who play in the Sky, Sky Championship. Okay, that's what I was assuming. Okay, so yeah. all right, so we'll know that. So all right, and the tournament takes place on December seventh and eighth, which sounds like probably the same time as the NCAA tournament. So, if that's true, man, why are you going to put them up? Like that, like next to each other. Are you more pumped on winning the D3 championship or your conference championship? The D3 championship. Really? Fudge, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, it's a national championship, quote unquote. True, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that it's a little bit cooler. Because like, I know for like other sports in this kayak, like if they win their conference or whatever, or like if they win the conference, they... uh. Like, they get rings and stuff, which I think is kind of weird. It's like, you just won the conference. Like, it'd be like, it'd be like if San Diego State men's basketball won the Mountain West and they got a ring for it. Like, I don't, I just don't think that it's enough mm-hmm. to get a ring. Like, you got to win a natty. Like, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I would be more excited, even though it is like a USA water polo event. It's not like NCAA sanctioned or whatever. I still think it'd be really cool. And also what just came to mind was we have had like uh like quote unquote D three national championship games like at the at the Gary Troyer. Yeah, I was say, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I know like I think like CMS and Johns Hopkins I was gonna say, played yeah, I think it last it was year. CMS, Johns Hopkins, yeah. Which I don't know how they like determined that those were gonna be the two teams to play it. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And it well I, it's they call I don't also understand how they call these turn is there a first place in that tournament or is there like placement games? At the Troyer? Yeah. No, people just play each other. Yeah, okay, so I don't, I think it's weird to call a tournament a tournament without, 
there being a tournament style play. Like, I think it would be cool to actually play it out and make it a tournament style. Maybe in a perfect world (laughs) next year, they might think about it. Yeah, I just think that's kind of funny. Well, because I know, like, the Trident invite has gone between, like, both. Like, I'm pretty sure when we played, it was just playing people. Yeah. And then now they, like, play out places. Mm -hmm. At least definitely on the women's side, because last year that was when I introduced myself to Yovan for the first time. It was after that one. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so the NCAA championships is also December 7th and 8th. So they're right next to each other. <laughs> Which one are you going to decide to go to? <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, no, it's not at Stanford. But you know how at, like, JOs, they put the, like, the championship game at Stanford and the other pools at, like, Ballard. Bel- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, championship D1 is at Avery. Yo, D3 at Ballard, bro. You're going to, like, we might have an easy up for you. <laughs> no easy <laughs> Like we might, you're gonna have to go short court. We got some wall cages. Like there's the diving teams practicing, and you know there's swim teams going on. So. No electronic scoreboard. Yeah, just, just the flip. Numbers. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, they don't even have a site for the D3 tournament, but I read. Keep it going. I, I read it's gonna be in California for sure. Well, yeah, or isn't uh, Skyak is hosting or something like? Or isn't didn't Maybe. we say like Pomona or something like that? I have that? no idea, man. I'm gonna probably pop. whoever the Skyak winner is. No. It would be like Pomona. Whittier has really good seating. No, I don't think you could do it at like a whoever wins. Like, because then it's not neutral. Okay. But it's like, but the NCAA tournament's not at a neutral site. Yeah, it is. Stanford lost in the national championship game in their home pool last year. But there's, but it's like on a rotation, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Like, so it's, it's not, not like, being awarded based on them. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like it's at Pacific this year. Yeah. And so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think ultimately if it is in Southern California, I think it's got to be at Pomona or, or like. Well, that's what I mean. Like that's what I was saying. Like, Pomona has like decent stands. Um, Whittier probably has the best seating. Yeah. Chapman. Ch- I would actually no. I changed my mind. Chapman. I think Chapman. If has they the brought best. like bleachers onto the deck somehow, well, that over maybe. thing is tight, dude. You could fit yeah. a bunch of people up there. But wow. it's just it's just like the pool is like kind of awesome. It's like a just it's, it's right aligned on your word document. Like yeah, you, true. In the stands, it's right aligned. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Maybe Redlands doesn't really have that much seating. No, but it's a nice pool. Yeah. Not Laverne. Not Oxy. Not Oxy. Not that shit. Not Oxy. (laughs) Fuck it, dude. Put it at Oxy. Just let them battle it out for the D3 National Championship. Oxy. G's on G's on G's in the Greco-Roman bathtub. I know. Just people hovering over you. That'd be sweet. Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, speaking of that, uh, moving away from the D3 National Championship, uh, I had some notable Skyhack scores. Had to do it. Uh, Leo's got me a birthday present by beating CMS 10 to 9. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and then on the same night, I'm pretty sure, uh, a barn burner, an absolute barn burner. <laughs> what is defense between the Chapman Panthers and the Occidental Tigers at that shit pool at Occidental? <laughs> Chapman 23 to Oxy 20. Yeah. 43 goals and 32 minutes of water polo. Yeah. That's, That's a lot insane. of G boys. Lot of G boys. <laughs> you know what they started? They just started playing goalie wars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they well, like, they basically it. can't do that at that shallow, deep, fast <laughs> yeah. pool. Like, oh, dude. they just started playing goalie wars. They're like, "Fuck it, dude." Yeah, just shoot, bro. Just shoot. Because <laughs> basically, at that at that pool, like, if you get a little bit open and throw the ball hard, it's gonna go in. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know who the care of the goalie is, but it's gonna go in up there. All right. All jokes aside, though, like. 
for real, how is how why is there water polo allowed to be played there? How can you have officially sanctioned collegiate water polo games at that pool? I, I mean, I I guess I can't sit here and really bitch about it too much because they definitely do it on the East Coast. Oh, exactly. What I was There's tons say. of pools over yeah. there that do it. But it's 2019, all right? <laughs> like, hey, they don't got the money. I know. I mean, actually, I think that school does have a shit ton of money. Occidental, yeah. yeah. But they just don't, like, aquatics is just not, I guess. Find another pool. Yeah. There's got to be a high school. P- PCC. Yeah. yeah. Find it. Well, PCC's pool kind of sucks, too, I think. Oh, it does. But it's at least all deep. I yeah, think I it's like say, wall cages, but it's at least all oh, deep. Oh, is it wall cages? I think so. I don't know. I've I don't think so. No, I don't think I've so at because it from Google Maps once. I don't think so because I remember Caltech was a host for Skyaxe one yeah, year, and right then after they, we graduated. Yeah, and they had it at PCC, mm-hmm. so I feel like you can't have like yeah. that's the reason why they left Caltech. They can't just put it at another wall cage plot. Well, yeah, do it there. Find a better place, please. Yeah, I remember. Like, do you remember what we used to do? To like get ready to play an Oxy. Yeah, we had like, Dan the man garden some trash cans, dude. <laughs> put a bunch of trash cans up and then put the goal on top. <laughs> Dan's jumping off the bottom so going ridiculous. crazy, dude. Yeah. All right, this group, you're going to spend 15 minutes yeah. shooting at that. And you're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, cool. And you're still like not prepared for it once you fucking hit your shin on the bottom. Where you're like, oh my God, yeah. dude. Heck no. Um, and then once uh, notable Skyak. Um, upcoming game, the rematch, Pomona at Whittier is this Saturday at 4 p.m. Not going to be there, but I'll look at it hey, on my dude, phone. dude, it's at 4. It's not at 10.30, bro. I told you we have a Friendsgiving to go to. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, yeah. you were, you know. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's probably a good time to play at, don't you think? Or no, dude. Okay, I will give you this. At 4 o'clock, it probably will suck because the sun will start going down, mm-hmm. and that could affect the goalies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, However... True. 4 p.m. is better than 10.30, in my humble opinion. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, we're getting down to the end here, people. Um, boys CIF playoffs. Yeah. They're here for the Sunday yeah, section. Yeah, it's there. Um, so, yeah, the first round of Division One starts tomorrow, Thursday. Um, we got Harvard-Westlake against Modern Day. Orange Lutheran against Huntington Beach. Loyola against Santa Margarita. And Newport Harbor against Oaks Christian. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go to that Newport game. It's at CDM. Uh, it's not too far from here. And I'll be just getting off work. Nice. So I think I can swing that. We'll see. Um, yeah, any other um, brackets you want to talk about? Do you, uh, you want to talk about who might win this one? I'm picking Newport. Okay. Shouts out to Ross. Uh, no, shout our my uh, former team, Rancho, lost to Costa Mesa last night. But they made it to the show. That's, That's all that counts. Need. I'm happy yeah. about that. Uh, yeah, there's a. It's really it. There's not too. A lot of the IE teams are that were up in these upper divisions. I think Osos is. They're gonna run. They're gonna go pretty far. Number two seed in Division three. Yeah, but uh, no, that's really it. Nothing. Nothing too much for the boys CIF. We'll see what plays out by this Saturday. Yeah. Once we get quarterfinal Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I think Newport will win too. I think they'll beat Harvard Westlake. Um. I think Huntington will make it into the semis as well as Santa Margarita. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, for Division Two, uh, Corona Del Mar, they won today, 14-7 against Lucerna. So they're in. Um, PV uh, kind of just really took it to Marietta Valley. 22-1, to man. Dude. I never, never in my life did I think I'd see a Merval Listen to the words score. I'm going to tell you. Let's hear it. Merval will be in Division Five in the next two years. All right. 
Can somebody write that down for us? Mm-hmm. It's somebody, just gone. Can somebody set a reminder on their phone for two years from now. Shouts out to the to Lynn, dude. Yeah, the goat. I mean, the goat of that area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's not that uh, Boyer's a bad coach who's there now or anything. I just think that it's kind of what happens, you know. And like uh, that club program, I don't, I don't think he's involved in that anymore either. So there's not really a sense of, you know, hey, like we got to do this sort of thing. And like I've looked at some of their scores this year. Obviously, Boyer will do what he needs to do to get the team to where he is, but. I just think it like from, you know, B Jones's days and stuff where they're just mashing on teams and you know to where they're at now. Yeah. I think that they'll they'll end up eventually moving down. Yeah. Maybe not D5, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> like that's kind of far. that's kind of far. Like four. <laughs> like four. All right, amend it. Four. Yeah. Um yeah, I know what you mean though. Like it's nothing against Boyer, who, like, I've been around him. Like, he's a good coach and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, he took Osos to the final. I mean, granted, it's Osos, who's always really good, but yeah. st- still got him there. Yeah, he's not a bad coach, is mm-hmm. my point. But, like, I think, like, there's just something, like, pretty seismic that happens, like, when somebody like that leaves a community like that. Like, he was, like, the figurehead of Elite and Marietta Valley, yeah. you know? And so that's, like, when, like, he goes away, like, it kind of affects everybody, like, their mentality. Like, you probably lose a little bit of sense of community yeah. about the whole thing. And I think also, yeah, like, just drawing other people in and drawing people into the club and, like, the families and friends and getting people on board to that and yeah. growing Elite to... I mean, Elite was never yeah. really, like, a gigantic powerhouse, but, I mean, in the IE, it was a very well-known club and all the high school area so it did its purpose and really helped out you know that program boys and girls so exactly yeah all right um so yeah shout out to the local teams um yeah it's pretty much it um i hope you guys enjoyed this was episode number 25 of the cross pass podcast please follow us on twitter at cross pass pod send us any videos or pictures that you might take over the weekend wherever you're at Watching water polo, whether it be club, uh, these high school games, college games, hopefully if you're there, you know, hook it up, start a live stream, do do something for the culture, man. The culture needs help. All right. Well, anyways, this is the CrossFast Podcast signing off. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.